0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. So, my friends, I talk a lot about the church as a Christian guy who's maybe a little off the beaten path. I talk about it at length, okay? And part of this show's theme is really to get you to ask uncomfortable questions. Now, while I have solutions, it's not my intention for you to just blindly accept what I say. In fact, I hope you don't do that with anybody. My goal is to ask questions, bring up maybe uncomfortable topics, maybe things you haven't heard before, and in doing so, we can come to a mutual, but probably different, understanding. And hopefully, you'll have the courage to develop your own personal philosophy. And we're going to start that off today with talking about, um, well, the church again, but how the church can repair relationships. Relationships are the most important aspect of any person's life. They could be friendships, romantic relationships, um, professional relationships. All these things are important because they open doors or close them everywhere that you go. I've experienced this in my own life with the people being around me helped shape me as a kid. They help shape me even to this day. I guarantee you, if you show me the top five people you spend time with, I could pretty well predict where you're going to go in life. Good or bad doesn't really matter. Now, when it comes to relationships, we as men, assuming that, of course, you're a straight man, you you want the attention of women, right? We all do, okay? But here's the interesting part. We live in a society today that glorifies degeneracy and demonizes being traditional. And I want to get one thing straight, first and foremost. The idea of tradition that maybe you're used to is not the tradition. It is a form of a more modernized tradition. Let's go back to World War II. I, as soon as I hear, as I know, I know. As soon as I say World War II, you're immediately... <sighs> <sighs> You've fallen asleep already. I get that. I understand that it's mentioned at length by a lot of people. But ever since World War II, the world has never been the same. And the church is no different. In fact, when the church started to change and had to adapt to World War II, it started being run by women and born by more weak men. And by weak, I mean they weren't the ones fighting on Omaha Beach. They weren't the ones fighting in Berlin. They weren't the ones fighting on Iwo Jima, they weren't out there fighting the war, they were out there supporting the war effort instead. And these ideals have not vanished from the church today. We have the feminism mindset, the toxic masculinity idea is prevalent in society. It was first really made popular by the Gillette commercial about five years ago, the whole boys will be boys garbage. And people are all too easy and eager to talk about the ideas of toxic masculinity. And in doing so, they let women off the hook. They let weak men tell what tell us strong men what the hell to do. And in turn, relationships are turned on their heads. So today what we're really going to talk about is challenging, challenging you to think outside the box and realize that What we're experiencing today is not something that has been going on for very long. It is a modern-day interpretation of ancient texts, and I don't think that the Church is thriving today. And part of that reason why it's not thriving, especially amongst young people in this country and across the Western world, is because it lacks teeth. It lacks purpose. It lacks power. In other words it's giving you know what hold on before i talk about this let's really get into what i'm talking about so first clip we're going to show today i've showed this man on the show before i don't know what he's going to say in this particular um video i don't watch the videos beforehand i just make sure they're appropriate um but you know what this is the kind of attitude we're seeing in the modern day church today for the most part and we're going to really explore whether or not you think that this type of behavior is good or bad. Let's play it. Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Can I passage
1: remix that? Because y'all, all all my life I've been quoting this wrong.
0: God's gonna give me the desires of my heart. He's gonna give me the desires of my heart. That's why I made the list. So he can know exactly like Santa Claus, exactly what I want. He said, you missed it. When you put everything you are
1: in the Lord, when I put my, 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 my relationships in the Lord, when I put my business in the Lord, when I put my feelings in the Lord, when I submit my plans and I put it, what? In the Lord. When I take my family and I put it in the then
0: God will give your heart what it's supposed to desire. So, Wait, huh? What? I'm I'm confused. So in other words, so here's part of the problem. In other words, I don't know what I want. God knows what I want, but I barely know who God is. I think I know, but I don't know. What kind of leadership is this? Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the show. When it comes to leadership, whether it's in professional settings, personal settings, social settings, doesn't matter. Does it not make sense that you would want to follow somebody with vision, somebody with purpose, somebody who you can understand who doesn't speak in Sphinxian language? Sphinxian syndrome, a term that I coined is basically using riddles and vague language to say nothing, to say nothing but imply everything, okay? And so when we have pastors like this gentleman right here, who I'm sure is a good man, here's the problem. He might be a good man, but he doesn't seem like a very strong man. That's the problem. The problem, my friends, is this. For leadership to be clearly defined, we need to stop saying that this is what it should be, this is what it can be, and say this is what it is. And this is what it will be unless things change. And once we define those terms, we can then say, okay, now that we're all in agreement, or not not even that we're in agreement, that I've established for you what we are seeing in the world today. Now, we can have a conversation about how we want it to be here, in this house, in this church, in my life. You can't change the world. The world is not going to be changed. We watch so many movies where the hero saves the world. The hero does something that stops a world-ending event. We need to stop focusing on the world and focus on you, your community, the people you interact with. That is how we will get around this problem. But here's the issue. When you have men in the church who, instead of leading, they're passing the buck, they're being vague, they're not actually talking like men, they're talking like women, we have a problem. Now, it's one thing if you're a woman talking like a woman, that's fine. Totally get that. Here's the problem, though. We have men trying to teach other men how to be men while giving them the guide to how to be a a woman. That's what we're giving them. And that's not, not meant to be an insult, by the way. It's just meant to show you that we are giving the wrong prescription for the problem. Just like a doctor needs to know all your symptoms to give you a proper diagnosis and then provide you adequate treatment, we are providing the wrong prescription for this problem. We think that if we as men simply become nicer people, we simply accommodate more individuals, we simply put more love, that we're going to get a better return. When in fact, I don't think that any of these people have actually read the Old Testament. You know what gets on my nerves the most, my friends, in this attitude of relationships? People are so quick to quote Paul, Timothy, uh, the apostles in in the New Testament about all this love and... Love, you know, love your wife like Christ loved the church. But yet for some reason, they're very quick to cite that. But what they're not quick to cite is stuff like this in Deuteronomy chapter 20. Deuteronomy chapter 22, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 13 through, what is that, 30? This is the marriage violations found in the Torah, which for those of you who don't know, The Torah was the foundation for Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, okay? And it lays out in very descriptive details what they allow and what they don't allow for marriage. And the common denominator, my friends, is promiscuity amongst women is a no. And men forcing themselves on women is also a no, okay? But they provide, but they see, here's my point. My point is not necessarily that I agree with everything in here. My point is this. They actually provided rules and regulations and punishments and rewards. We don't do that in the church no more. The church today, we don't do that. We simply encourage people. We don't have rules. There's no teeth. I'm not saying you need to go out of your way to always bite. But you need to be able to bare your teeth to scare away the people who would come after you. But yet in the church today, we don't have these kinds of laid out rules like this. We don't have it. Instead, we just, we use the shaming language. We de people. We uh, tell them to ask for forgiveness. You know what the problem with forgiveness is and no punishment? It doesn't work. It doesn't work when you think about it. Think about being a kid. When you were a kid, if your parents just said, uh, uh, Johnny, now Johnny, you can't just go and smear paint on the walls. No, 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 that is bad," and you just tell them that that's bad. You don't give them. A, you don't give them. A, you don't hit them with the belt. You don't put them in timeout. You don't d- wash their mouth out with soap. You don't do these things to then. Not only tell them what they should do, tell them what they what they did was wrong, and then punish them. The world turns on this carrot and the stick, but for some reason we only want to lead with the stick, and we we only want to lead with the carrot and have no stick. We don't want people to feel bad. We don't want people to feel remorseful. We don't want people to feel bad. Well, guess what? Being comfortable is the fastest way to not grow as, a, as an individual. But you see, here's the problem. We have men in the church telling other men not to be dominant in plain English, to be weak. We are rewarding the weak and decentivizing the strong. We are telling men that it is strong, that weakness is strength, and that strength is weakness. And then you wonder why the women are not wanting to get married. You wonder why the women are out there uh, at the nightclub and they're dressing like skeezers and sluts and everything else. You wonder why this stuff is happening. Do I need to go back to Deuteronomy again? They punished people. For example, if a woman wasn't a virgin, she and her father were punished. Oh, yeah. You weren't allowed to be married as a woman if you weren't a virgin with rare exception or you are were, you were at least looked down upon. But no longer today. Today, that's not true. But yet we still want the men to be traditional, but the women are held to a different standard. And then you wonder why there's resentment. You wonder why their people are unhappy and the society is working in reverse. Let's go to this. Let's let's look at another example about apparently, so Pastor Mark just got, I've been to his church. He's a nice man, but I don't agree with him on certain things he says. And I'm curious to see if this is one of them or not. And so here's his description. It says, many men mess this up. Well, let's see what he's talking about. That's our wife, not our employee. When guys read stuff in the Bible like the man is the head. They immediately go to, I'm the boss. God said, I made them male and female and gave them together as a married couple dominion together. Not him in dominion over her, not her in dominion over him. Oh my God! And that you're firstly responsible for the marriage and family she's also responsible that you're supposed to treat her like jesus treats the church dominion is not domineering but as men what we like to do sometimes we like to go to work and exercise dominion and we want to come home and we want to exercise dominion but that's our wait so you're saying that we're not supposed to be dominant we're not supposed to lead what I hope I'm wrong with thinking that because this is, this ain't right. This ain't right. If that's true, then we are, uh, we're in bad shape, man. See, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about, okay? We have men talking about how men need to be more accepting and accommodating instead of putting our foot down and saying it's my way or the highway. I'm not saying you need to do that all the time. But there needs to be a bedrock. There needs to be a, no, this is where the line gets drawn. Because then there's no separation between what is tolerated and what is not tolerated. If you don't have that line, then what's the point of having civility at all? What's the point of having morality at all? Now, I'm not someone to thump morality. I personally, for the most part, I really don't like it when people use morality As a weapon because then they don't actually have logic they're just using their emotions but my friends when you don't have structure you don't have leadership you don't have people defining what is this is good this is not good here's what we're gonna accept here's what we're not going to accept then you provide this gray area that people are going to be all too willing to fill in now I'm not if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. I'm going my own way. I'm doing my own thing. I wrote a biblical bachelor. I'm not out here trying to get married. But you know what? There are a lot of men in my shoes right now who are in the same boat or they're ready to throw their whole life away to get married to a woman who statistically speaking will divorce them in about seven years, leave them, take the kids, take half the assets, and leave. Don't get mad. That's statistical evidence. You don't like it? Go write this. Go write the CDC. Go write this. The lawyer. The statistics at family court. Don't come to me. Eighty percent of the divorces are filed by women, not by men. Now, in my opinion, that should be higher. We as men should have self-respect enough to walk away, pay the money, and walk away. For too many men. We don't do that because most men are weak, and they are willing to accept being treated like garbage being disrespected, being trod upon, and dealing with logic like that. Of, oh, this is a partnership. First of all, to have a partnership, we need to be bringing something equal to the table. But most of the time, women don't bring anything except what's between their legs to the relationship, just so we're clear. That's not meant to be hateful, by the way. It's meant to just as a statement of fact. Now, there are exceptions. And there are some men who only bring their salami to the table. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's not true. It is. But guess what? Women want men who are accomplished. They want men who are ambitious. They want men who live out here and accomplished things. But then want to be a partner with a millionaire man. How are you a partner if you're not also a millionaire? How are you my partner if you're not bringing anything but what 51 other women have already brought to me? Just a question. If you're mad. I can't help you. But let's, you know what, I understand. We're hearing this from the male perspective. Do we want to hear the female perspective? You know what? I think we should. So these are how apparently, these are how a woman, I won't say all women, but I will say a woman, how she met her husband, according to her, from church. Let's listen to it. I don't know how long this is. I'm going to
1: tell you how my fiance and I, who are getting married in 50 days now, How we ended up getting together, because let me just say, it was on me. I figured to myself, as soon as I moved to this very small town from a big city, I thought, look, the possibility of me finding a spouse at the bar in a small town is very low. If I'm looking for somebody who wants to settle down, I have to go look where I have not looked before, and that is that church involved in a church.
0: Oh, no.
1: Well, this is getting weird.
0: I love the poorly educated. This is terrible. She's tall on herself, by the way. She said she's never lived at church before. Oh, in other words, she's been on the rooster roller coaster for years, and now all of a sudden, she wants to cash in and find her gump. Oh, great. Oh, that's wonderful. You are the problem, ma'am. You're part of the problem.
1: The church, and so was my family. So I went to every single small group that this church provided for young adults like me, this is
0: predatory behavior.
1: And I tried every single one for like a few weeks. I went to the one on Monday, the one on Tuesday, the one on, I went to all of them trying to scout out and see... if oh, man. Are there any potential matches there for me? So in my small group, we would go see $5 movies every Tuesday at the Center mark, like a little bit down the street from us. So we all went and one girl in the group had a ticket for the movie, but she got COVID. So one of the guys that was already in my group that I actually ran like once a week with... He was like, oh, this is a perfect time. Like, I just had a guy who works with me. He just moved in and is sub-leasing from me. So let me see if he's interested in coming to the movie tonight. He was going to come to the small group anyways, but this would be the perfect time for him to meet everybody in the group.
0: Hey, first of all, ma'am, as a fellow content creator, can you please get to the point a little faster? This is kind of exhausting here. Again, this is part of the issue I have, is people don't know how to get to the point. This is kind of annoying.
1: And I was actually coming from a date with someone else, believe it or not. I had gone roller skating with another guy that I was like kind of... Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Hold on. What? Wait, back up, back up. What did you say?
1: I was actually coming from a date with someone else.
0: Oh, no. Oh, man. Did you hear that? She was on another date and... Oh, my... Gentlemen, this is what you're dealing with in a dating marketplace, by the way. You're one of many. It, she's not yours. It's just your turn. And yet this dude not only took his turn, he paid for everybody else's turn. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, hell no.
0: This is terrible.
1: Believe it or not, I had gone roller skating with another guy that I was like kind of sort of talking to. And I almost didn't even go to this movie,
0: y'all. In other words, he had gotten them cheeks.
1: I almost skipped it because I wanted to hang out with the other guy a little longer, but I thankfully was like okay, like, I'm just gonna go to this movie, I already bought the ticket, already another girl got COVID, and now there's this new guy that's coming, like, I don't want him to have a bad taste in his mouth about her life group. And thank goodness I did, because as soon as I walked in and saw this guy, I was like, this is my man. It wasn't, like, a love at first sight kind of thing, but it was, like, very close. Like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I've dated around in this city, I've gone to several different small groups, I've gone, like, I've gone and seen what I needed to see, and- OH MY GOD! See, this is the- Oh my-
0: i love how shamelessly we're saying that we've been in these streets and we're out here dating in desperation oh no can you kindly explain to me what it was about him that jumped out was it that he looked really good he looked like he made money what was it oh we're not going to talk
1: about that and i am good with this guy this guy is smart he's handsome He knows what he's doing. He's, like, very sure of himself, and he has a good head on his shoulders, and we also have the same values in life.
0: Gentlemen, this is what you bust your behind to get. Oh, she's not ugly, by the way. She's not ugly. Here's the problem. What is he, like, guy number 35? I mean, what's going on here? You're not the only one, but yet you're going to pay for your turn and everybody else's turn by marrying somebody. Okay, I'm going to pause this for a second. Let's go back to Deuteronomy for a second. Okay. Um they they had to present proof of the daughter's virginity back in the and back in the old days. Otherwise, um she would be um stoned in the street in front of her father's house. No, I'm not saying that should happen today. Lord knows I wouldn't never be passed as law, and I don't want to live in a theocracy. But then let's go back to this woman. She's going on a date with somebody else. She's now going to the movies with this random guy who's accomplished. He's got goals. He's got ambitions. He's handsome. Uh, He's got stuff going for him. And he's going to wife up this woman who, in her own words was looking everywhere else except for church in other words she was on the roost, rooster roller coaster going from, jumping from Johnson to Johnson and now she wants to get serious probably cuz she's getting close to 25 to 30 and now she wants to get married oh man
1: so i maneuvered it so we could sit next to each other at the movie and this is going to sound so weird but i was like so attracted to his smell like he smelled so good and i was like I need to see this man again. So he started coming to our life group, and he also kept coming to, like, the movie $5 Tuesdays. There was one week where he even brought a whole watermelon for, like, the group to share, and I was literally sitting by the watermelon, like, scarfing down watermelon as if my life depended on it because it was his watermelon, and he was standing there, like, cutting pieces up for people. What? And I was like, I need to get this guy's attention, so let me just eat as much watermelon as I can.
0: See what women are- will do if they're actually attracted to you, gentlemen? You're out here, can't get text, text messages back out here getting left on red, out here not getting attention from women. Oh, by the way, you want to tell me women don't chase? They're not out here looking for mate selection? Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. So, in other words, if you're not that guy, get get some money, improve your looks, go to the gym. Don't worry. They'll show up, trust me.
1: There was one Tuesday that he didn't come to the movie because he had to stay home and, like, study for something. So, he texted me in the middle of the movie and was like... Oh, i should have come with you guys like i'm not really getting a lot of studying done whatever and i texted him back immediately i was like i'm not i'm not letting this man think that i'm like lingering on his text like i'm, I'm gonna text him back and so i text him back and i was like oh like don't worry like the movie's not that great you're not like missing out too much and he texted me again he's like aren't you in the movie why are you like texting right now how are you able to text me and i texted him back y'all and i said when a cute boy texts you you answer and he goes are you flirting with me uh, duh and or hello and I was in the middle of this movie like this is all going down while I was watching Buzz Lightyear I was like shaking oh. in the middle of the movie and I even went to the bathroom and I was like so nervous because I really liked this guy and I like knew there was something special and different about him
0: in other words he had money and he could give me a lifestyle that I currently couldn't give myself that's what she means
1: and I go well it depends and he said depends on what and I said depends on if you want me to be The next day, we went on our first date, and he asked me to be his girlfriend at the end of
0: the first date, and the rest was history. Gentlemen, you can't make this stuff up. So in her own words, she's in the streets, she had her fun, she's on a roller coaster, and now all of a sudden she wants to repackage it, and now this goofy-ass dude... See, part of the problem in today's society, especially in the church, is the women have tons of experience and the men have next to zero, if not zero. So the playing field is completely uneven, and then the women will select the men that they know they can get a better life from, leveraging all their experience against the men's lack thereof, and then the men get exploited. But we we see we don't see it that as predatory, even though. It is. you find your prey you stalk your prey is that not predatory tell me i ain't lying but my friends you see here that's the problem in the church today is we have women like that who come in the church out of nowhere and then these goofy dudes marry them not knowing their past not knowing any of these things because they're not incentivized to ask they're incentivized to forgive and forget. They're incentivized to say, oh, she's been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, and I need to move on because she's now my sister in Christ and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you know nothing about the, the lines of coca she was doing. You have no idea about how, the, how many dudes she's been with. You have no idea about how your guy number 5011, you no know, nothing about this, zero, nothing. You don't know anything about it because you didn't ask. So she technically didn't lie, but she knew that if she told you, you might think you might think twice, so she didn't tell you. See, this is what pastors should be telling men to ask, but they don't do it. Because they know what they did. They'd get shamed. They'd get attacked by women. they get gaslit because women are supposed to check other women. It's not supposed to be me or any other man who checks women. It's a waste of time. It is supposed to be women who check other women, and there was a time where they did that. Now they don't. So you as a man have to decide whether you're going to take a raw deal or you're going to try to repair the relationship dating marketplace, which is not going to happen, or you've got to go your own way, develop your own personal philosophy, and forge your own path. The decision is yours. My friends, you have any comments, questions, concerns, criticisms, critiques, love, hatred, whatever, feel free to leave it in the comment section on my X page at Sheep Get Sheared. Wherever you find it, you're welcome to do it. My friends, I just encourage you to to ask questions, stay vigilant, keep yourself informed, and hopefully you'll have the courage to develop your own personal philosophy. I'm out. Peace.